I looked at a photo of me. I was in like in a bikini. I remember like wearing it that day and feeling really fat. The fact that when I'm asked my size, I immediately feel insecure about it. It's more yeah, style and yeah, yeah. our body proportions. Yeah. Body proportion. Yes. And your personality mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to be cool and you're trying to be you. <laughs> Yeah. This drug is also $625 a month. So you like have to hate yourself $625 a month worth to... That's a good way of putting it. And I was like, am I like doing this all wrong? Like, should I have moved to New York? Is plastic surgery healthy? I don't, is it good? Is it okay for your body? So I didn't tell you this, but like, I think that I have a big face and I think it's because of like my jaw muscles. Oh. And so I was recently on tic- the TikToks where it was like work that I got done. And then people would show before yeah. and after, and they were honest about it, but mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, we got Botox in our masseter muscle. I think that's what it's called. And oh. it will basically slim your face because it paralyzes the, your jaw Whoa. muscle. So you don't use it. And then I guess it like shrinks. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And in my head I was like, Oh, well that's totally feasible mm-hmm. if I had money. But if I just did my jaw, like then I would look like this. And so I texted my mom. Oh my God. Okay. Also I grind my teeth at night Oh. and um, my dentist says that I'm breaking my retainers because they're little cracks oh, in the plastic. No. And so people were saying that it helps um, when you get Botox in your jaw because yeah. it releases that from happening. Um, oh. So I was like, Oh, it's double benefit. And yeah. I told my mom yeah. and she was like, absolutely not. You're not getting Botox. Like, you're a person that's going to get addicted to it. And then you're going to start changing your entire face. And then she starts screenshotting a bunch of plas- um, Botox people's faces. And they're like, you look exactly oh, the same. No. You're beautiful just the way you are. Why would you want to look like everyone else? Like, yeah. blah, 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 all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, okay, well, it's just my mom saying that. Yeah. Right? But okay. at the same time, the one thing that she said that kind of hit me was like, you'll look just like everyone else. Ooh, yeah. Because do I want to look like everyone else or do I want to look like myself? Ooh, that's a good question to ask. And yeah, hmm. I get that it can help your confidence, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But am I willing? And for some people, I think it's really helpful. Yes. Yes. But we are not me, anti-plastic surgery. No, we're not. Yeah, we are not. When I start getting wrinkles... <laughs> I'm not going to tell Different my mom. story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I think in this stage, the cost benefit analysis is telling mm. me, are the side effects worth it? Yeah. Right? Or mm-hmm. some people say it changes your smile forever. Some people mm-hmm. literally like their faces start to go in so much oh. that it's just like a frame. Like, like your bone. Like you look like a skull. Oh my God. And so that to me isn't worth it yet because I don't grind my teeth as much as people who really need it do. Right. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with myself, it would just be for like a slim, slimmer face. face. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so interesting. Um, I, I think, yeah, I do think that Botox and plastic surgery and like all of that stuff is a different, it is different from like taking literal medication for something that you don't have. But I think overall, just the fact that like, People like Allison, people like us that are having 
thoughts like that. Like we want to change our bodies um, to ease our confidence, like look like someone else is really crazy. And I feel like in a lot of ways is very much exacerbated by social media. It's exacerbated by fitness influencers, um, food bloggers, like all of these different things, right? Like I feel I was one of the people that got sucked into Chloe Ting in 2020, like probably everyone watching this also did do. And I did the two week like flat stomach challenge. No, it wasn't two weeks. It was longer. I think it was two months. Wow, that's com- that's commitment. I did it. I had a whole calendar that Jenny and I made together. And like we were going to keep our, each other accountable. And we like, I think I maybe missed like one or two days. Because how could I miss it? Because I was at home every day, right? Okay, how I do you did feel? It. Okay, so I felt like it was one, it was hard to do. Because you had to do your exercises. It was like 30 minutes. And you think you had to do it like six days out of the seven days of the week. So it was like total commitment. So it was tiring Two, um, I thought I looked better afterwards. I noticed a difference in the way that I looked, which take that as you will for what I'm going to say next, because the third thing is like, I felt like the fact that every time I opened it up and it would say flat stomach challenge on it probably eats away at you more than you realize, like mentally, Mm. like reinforcing this standard of beauty really that is in so many cases like just unattainable to have um and something that I had thought about and I do think about all the time every single day right so it's like probably not healthy that it was ingrained in my brain for that long um and I think it made me as much as I liked the way that I looked I was thinking a lot about the implications of it, like mentally, not just for me, but for my friends that would be taking it for like 10, 12 year old girls that were probably seeing it on YouTube. Like during the pandemic, I'm like in my 20s, right? I I was like 24, maybe 25. So I was even then that's young to be having those ideas like forced into your skull like every day for two months. And I just kept thinking like, if I was even a little bit more impressionable in high school and I was watching those videos and doing those exercises, like how that could lead to very unhealthy habits and behaviors. Do you feel like, do you still do that exercise? I don't do it anymore because it made me scared after. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask if it makes, if you felt like it was a sustainable thing to continue. I did not think it was sustainable. Because once you achieve that, it's like, okay. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. Do you continue it? She had like so many different videos of like challenges that you could do. And I think I tried other ones too. I think I like took some videos here and there. I didn't like do a full challenge again, but I am sure there are girls out there that were in high school or middle school or younger, sadly, that probably did every single one of those videos over and over and over. And when I thought about it that way, like imagining, um, imagining my, like my little cousins or whatever, seeing these videos and doing them, it made me so sad. And I was like, I can't keep like contributing to influencers that are promoting a specific body type in that way of like flat stomach challenge. I didn't even really think about that. Which is why I'm glad you brought it up. Mm -hmm. But I do do something like that 
when it comes to social media, like TikTok, mm. and I see a girl that looks like someone I want to look like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I not only start to compare myself, but you look at, oh, how does she do this? And, mm-hmm. you know, people on TikTok always show like a before and after. And mm-hmm. then they're like, I do this workout and this one and yeah. this one. And I'm like, oh, okay, those are the things I need to do to look, to look like, like that. Yeah. But there's no addressing like their natural body type, right? Yes. Because some people just can't. You yes. have bigger bones. Your frame mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard when you don't see the results even if you do whatever that person is doing and again you don't know the full picture Mm -hmm. and the way that I kind of combat feeling less than Mm -hmm. now and this is very I think mature (laughs) maybe um is that I tell TikTok that I'm not interested in their content, right? Yeah. It's not because they're not funny. Nothing about their personality or them as people. Mm -hmm. It's more to protect my inner peace. Yeah, exactly. Same as Instagram. I just won't follow or Mm -hmm. I will unfollow because I don't want to be reminded every day of something that I'm not. Yes. And we were just talking about this too, about like this idea of understanding why you follow someone if you're following someone because you want to look like them or you're just jealous of the way that they look, but you don't really care what they have to say or anything that comes out of their like mouth or their brain like isn't inspiring you, then it's probably a waste of a follow. Because at the end of the day, every time you see them, you're going to just feel bad about yourself, yeah. hate yourself even more than you already do. So I've been trying to take that mentality of like when I see a girl come up on my For You page or like through Instagram asking myself like, am I following this person because they inspire me or inspiring me like like in a mentally good way or are they um, encouraging maybe like more unhealthy behaviors for me? Like how reminding you of what you aspire to be but yeah. – just what I'm not naturally you're you can't be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's easy (laughs) to do that I think easier to do that on social media where you have like a unfollow follow Mm -hmm. or like a not interested button but I think it's hard when you're with your friends yeah and you're with like people you love yeah but everybody has insecurities and when you're sitting in a group together Mm -hmm. sometimes I find myself insecure to a point where I start comparing myself to my friends yeah when's the last time you think you did that um (laughs) you know (laughs) when I was skiing with my friends and we no one had their makeup on and it was just a bunch of girls sitting at the table without their makeup Mm -hmm. and immediately I felt self-conscious about my face because I've always had acne prone skin and I've gone through it with acne Mm -hmm. only in the past couple of months has my skin kind of recovered from everything, but it was really bad. Um, and looking at all these girls without their makeup, their skin was perfect. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of 
like how ugly I felt and Mm -hmm. why I couldn't look like that. Yeah. Um, and it's something I still battle with every day. Like when I meet new people, new girls, every time I meet someone, Mm -hmm. I look at their skin and I think about how I wish I had that skin. Yeah. And I think it's because there are Mm -hmm. people in my life, like my family members that remind me that I'm not pretty unless I have glass skin. Right. You know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's something I, I'm scared of every day that, because I know again, Mm -hmm. that my skin is capable of producing so much acne that my skin is like drying and flaking and everything hurts. And, um, that I'm just like, well, when is it going to happen again? Waiting for the shoe to drop instead of appreciating how my skin feels and looks now, I'm always focused on how can I prevent it? How can I prevent it? Is yeah. it coming back today? Is it coming back today? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't stop that comparison because I texted you about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting, like, hearing from friends, like, what their insecurities are because – in, in your head, you probably felt like everyone was making that same comparison in their head. Like, oh, Janice's skin is like breaking out or whatever. And the reality is they probably all had different insecurities um, than you did. And they were comparing their insecurity with yours. And so like when we first started like diving into physical insecurities, like it was so eye-opening for me because I didn't know Janice had any physical <laughs> insecurities. I thought like you were riding well, like you were good. And like I, in my head, like I had all these things that I would compare myself to you with or I compare to any of my friends. Like we all do it, right? And I, But I didn't know that Emily did that. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Because you're looking at me and you're thinking like, okay, you're thinking about your skin, you're thinking about my skin. Yes. I, Emily has perfect skin. I don't have perfect skin, but I've never... <laughs> Emily had one tiny pimple. She's like, yes, I'm growing a pimple. I'm like, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's crazy because like... When you ask me about your your skin, you're like, "Do you think my skin's getting better?" I like don't look at like which is your crazy. skin ever. I like, don't think I I feel like that's wrong. I just don't like, and sometimes I I, I mean sometimes I do. I'll be like, oh wait, actually today actually looks good, and you're like, or not that it didn't look good, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's getting better, and and I notice it sometimes. But at first, when you brought it up to me, I was like, I legitimately don't look at your skin because I'm too busy looking at how much thinner Janice is than me right stuff like that wow where i'm not even looking up i'm probably looking like oh janice's waist like is a lot skinny and that's like what i would like to be or like closer to what i would want to be i didn't even think of it like that i know like why because why would you you're thinking about your skin so much like you're not even thinking about the other things and i feel like that moment was so pivotal for me because i was like we all just have our own things that we're worried about and we're all just insecure for so many different reasons and it's just crazy how we all should really just take a step back and be like, okay, well, what are we grateful for, for what our bodies can like provide for us? And like, and what do you like about yourself? Yeah. We spend probably 99% like hating the way that we look, which is crazy that we all do that. I, yeah, no, what you just said, literally, I don't know why it just, I feel like it blew my mind a little bit Yeah, because you're right. Like, I don't think about 
when we're talking Mm -hmm. and I'm like thinking about my skin versus yours, Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about your insecurity, like uh, about your body or Mm -hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? Just like how I'm never looking at your skin. (laughs) That makes so, but going home to Asia. Yeah. It never felt, it always felt like people were staring at my skin and Really? Oh, because your family was. My family was. But do you think like strangers were staring at yes. them? Really? Yeah, because, I mean, at least in Taiwan, like, everybody's really direct. I think it's an Asian thing. It's like, oh, I, I don't know. Everyone's really direct, and it's not supposed to offend you mm-hmm. when someone says something. So when so Taiwan has a mask mandate, had a mask mandate when I went yeah. back. So most of my acne was all on my lower face and so you wouldn't oh. see it but then if i went to get a haircut yeah i would have to take my mask off so they can wash your hair yeah. yeah and whatever and so then they would notice that all of the pimples and they'd be like oh my god <gasps> really i have a friend that also has a lot of pimples They're like oh do you <gasps> they'll start thinking of questions to ask you about your pimples like mm. do you wash your hair a lot no. Oh, maybe the oil from your hair is affecting your pimples. And they'll be trying to think of solutions for you, but they'll make sure that they know like, oh my God, yeah. you're not the prettiest you can be. Right. Yeah. Because so much of it is about how girls have to be the most beautiful, like the most clean looking, everything. Oh my God. And I started to get nervous going outside that. Yeah. You get stopped. I would either not go outside or I would preface it myself. So even mm. if someone wasn't thinking about it, you wanted to squash it right then and there. Like, I know I have a lot of pimples. I'm working on it. I'm going to the doctor. Please stop. Whoa. But I wouldn't even say, please stop. I just feel like, I know you don't need to tell me. Wow. And I think that's the mentality that I bring here, which is I need to tell everybody about my insecurity before they point it out or yeah. like make sure that they know I'm aware of it mm-hmm. to somehow make me feel better. Yeah. That is a wild like train of thought to get to. Do you think that it's also like if you preface it first, the person will immediately negate everything that you're saying and try to make you feel better and like you're hoping to like get that like validation? Mhm. No, I don't think it's about that. I think it's just being the one to say it, to recognize Mm. it so that they, because if I say it, I have control over the situation. If they say it, I don't know where they're going to take it. And I don't know how much more I can handle listening to it. So if I'm upfront about it, then Uh the whole conversation is squashed. Like, I have a solution. Mm -hmm. The end, you can stop like analyzing my face and telling me. But because wow. of that mentality, now here I think, oh, everyone's staring at me. Right. I go outside. That's the first thing everyone, the only thing anyone looks at. You know what this reminds me of? When girl, it's only girls, when girls start making TikTok videos and they just had just gotten out of bed or they um, didn't have makeup on, they always start the video saying, I, I look horrible like, or like... I can't believe, don't, right. don't worry about the way I look because they're anticipating someone commenting on it, on their insecurity, that their hair is messy, that they don't have makeup on, that they don't have the right outfit on and like they want to squash it, but like maintain that same control that you're talking about. 
it also probably then when someone's like you look ugly they're mm-hmm. like oh well my excuse is I just woke up and I already told you that yeah exactly they're just nipping it right at the start you're right I didn't even I didn't even think about that but that's so true so you're you do and I do it too I can I felt myself like wanting to qualify the way I look before oh yeah when we want to make TikToks Mm -hmm. I think about oh do I need to put on some makeup first I was also like thinking when you're saying how like the hairdressers and the people in Taiwan are like they're not maybe like almost like indirectly referencing your pimples by saying like, oh, do you wash your hair? Or like, oh, do you like, what are some things that might answer the question that they had in their heads? That's very obvious for everyone because like, what else could they be referring to? But it reminded me of like what my friend had said about asking me about my size. Because it wasn't just like, it it was a two part situation, right? It was, what size are you? When I said my size, the next comment was, oh, well, that brand runs big because that's what got me, right? Is like when I said my size. She assumed that you're, or she said you're big. She implying that I'm, that size was too big. That's messed up, Emily. I know. It's crazy. And I mean, I don't think I'm like big. You're not. How did you react? Like, what did you say to her? I mean, it was so quick. I just said, yeah, it, they do. And, and they do. <laughs> that brand does run a little bit big for me. But like, also, I just kept thinking like, what if it didn't run big? What if, what if that brand didn't actually run big? And that was like the size I get everywhere. Like, like how, how is that supposed to like make me feel? You know? Would, you keep calling this person your friend. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, there's there's a lot of history there and a lot of other overlapping details that contribute to your friendship. But like, what does it make you feel when you have a friend like this? But mm-hmm. then also like, do you, is this a conversation that you want to have with her? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like it would be a conversation I'd want to have, like, if it was a really, really, really close friend. Like, because because I don't know it's it's tough because I've never had this happen like I've been very lucky my friends are really great no one's ever made me feel bad about going shopping you know um and so I've never like thought about having to have a conversation like hey like you don't make me feel very good about the way that I look you know Mm. so I don't know but I feel like in this moment thinking about it I think our friendship is like like you said, very complicated. Also, not like we're besties or anything. So it isn't like I need to make a point and like call it out, I guess, for yeah. her. Like I think maybe for this one, you know where you guys stand, mm-hmm. how she is, and you are moving on mm-hmm. with the understanding of what kind of person she is. Yeah, and and also like reminding myself like what she said and what was implied by it isn't true how do you do that because like you're gonna now that she brought it up it's Mm -hmm. like if it were me I would start thinking about it and it would consume me yeah and I don't know how to work through that I think Mm -hmm. I would just probably try to numb that thought out Mm -hmm. if I'm being super honest I don't know how much it was because of that incident versus like my already probably very damaged perspective of my body but I think like the next day I wasn't able to go to the gym, but 
I think I was like doing like ab workouts like on the floor of the apartment of my apartment. But I don't know how because much because of what she said. No, I, I can't tell because I've already been like putting a lot of pressure on myself to look look a certain way for other reasons. But I'm now wondering like oh, like subconsciously, I'm sure it like it did affect me. I told you about it. It like yeah. hurt my feelings. But like it does like you're saying it it does have to like consume you in some way. And I wonder if like I'm sure that was like part of it. Like going into the next day and the next few days, mm-hmm. did you start? feeling more self-conscious about your body around her? I think so. But I don't know if it was more than I already do. Mm. Because of how how much smaller she is than me, like I'm already like having that insecurity. It's already the first thing that I look for when I see her. It's yeah. like, okay, wow, like she she's very small. I wish I was that small, you know. It's crazy that you say that because as your friend who is an outsider in this Mm. observing your friendship with her, I got, well, I was upset for you, Yeah. but also in my head, I was never like, that is a quality that you should be striving for Mm. or that I want, Yeah. um, I would have because Mm -hmm. there's so many things going on and her life Mm -hmm. that you've told me about Mm -hmm. and that I feel like she's just projecting onto you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're, and you're right. Everybody has their own insecurities and Mm -hmm. it's a lot about just like thinking about what she's going through and her insecurities. Probably she's probably comparing herself to you and thinking about those things. But Mm -hmm. instead of working on herself or making herself feel better Mm. the way that she does that is by putting you down which is unfortunate yeah yeah I agree I feel like the whole comparing yourself to your friends is something that probably every single person on this planet does like to some degree and I wanted to talk about like the idea of being the ugly ugly friend like we've all been in the situation where we have felt like the ugly friend. If you ever have had an insecurity ever, you've been that friend. And I just feel like it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest feeling. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst. And, and no, you can't, you're too embarrassed to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So you're just in your head saying it to yourself. Yeah. And there's a movie that I, <laughs> Emily didn't know about. Yeah. The Duff. Uh, designated ugly fat friend mm-hmm. and it's about how this plain Jane I guess is best friends with these two model looking girls mm-hmm. and nobody ever told her that and she never realized that her friends were always getting guys but she wasn't until like she liked some guy but that guy didn't like her back and she was like I wonder oh. why and then some other dude was like oh because you're the duff and every friend group has a duff. Oh. I'm sure people have watched it. It's not that deep of a movie. Yeah. But it's also kind of deep. If you think talking, about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's true. Yeah. Like, everybody at some point feels like the duff mm-hmm. in their friend group. Mm-hmm. And if it's not because of, like, being the fat friend, but for so many other reasons, like the way you're talking about your acne and, like, that insecurity, you feeling like you're, there's always that one friend that, like, has a lot of breakouts or something like that. Um, it's just, like, it's just really crazy that we're all like, kind of in our own worlds in that way. We all feel like we're comparing ourselves to a very specific feature of our friends and and feeling 
else because of that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they have something that they feel else between their other friends and their friend group. It's just, I guess that's something about our society that I'm sure that all of us relate to that, you know? Yeah. And you kind of asked me this question before where you Mm -hmm. were like, how do you, or I propose like, what are solutions that we can offer? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I think I would be lying if I said that there were solutions. I think it's all easier said than done. Mm -hmm. It's all mental. Yeah. And what helps me the most is actually hearing that other people have insecurities too. Yes, I would agree. Because everyone can exude confidence for Mm -hmm. like a whole day, three days, whatever. From the outside, I'm sure everybody can look like they're confident in themselves and they're having fun. They have no worries. But then deep down when you're stuck by yourself alone in your Mm -hmm. thoughts, you have insecurities and just nobody knows about them. Yeah. No, that's so true. One thing I kind of wanted to bring up, the last thing, I guess, is comparing my social life with other people's social life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're talking about comparing ourselves with our friends, and that's one of the things I've noticed I've done. I have this one friend, and she is just go, 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 and has so much energy. She plans so many trips ahead of time. Yeah. And I don't know how she does it all, and I am so impressed by her. Mm Mm-hmm. I am not like that, I've realized, because when I do that, I exhaust myself to a point where I think I need to hibernate for like the rest of my life and then emerge. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy being a couch potato sometimes. Yeah. But when I Mm -hmm. am one, Mm -hmm. I feel bad because I'm like, well, does this mean I'm a loser? Yeah. All these people are running around, meeting new people, experiencing new things, making new memories, growing, learning about themselves. And here I am choosing to lie on a couch alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I just thought of something, actually, about why I think. Why? Okay. so I think that like what you were saying before about needing to find that like inner peace that like like when you do like block out people on TikTok and stuff, like it helps you like clear the na- that narrative out of your mind. Mm-hmm. And achieving that inner peace is like outside of doing the blocking is still really, really hard to get to. And it's all mental. It's all like really hard work to get there. Um, I think in terms of like the physical stuff, I'm not there. I don't think I will ever get to that point. I feel like a lot of women will never get to a point of inner peace about the way that they look. Um, but I will say, like, for the social part, um, I kind of feel like I do have that inner, inner piece. piece for it. Yeah, because I totally relate to you on comparing social lives. Like, I think about Alicia a lot in New York because she's go, go, go. She Her Instagram stories are unbelievable. She's always traveling. Yes. Trying out new restaurants, making new friends. She is always making new friends. And that's something that I... I like felt insecure about for a bit and I talked to her about it I was like dude like I feel like you have so many friends and I have like all the same friends Mm -hmm. like from college which I'm not mad about like I love those people but I'm not like generating new like Instagram followers you know because of that I'm not getting like a ton of new like people in my life that I love and want to hang out with all the time and I was like am I like doing this all wrong like should I have moved to New York like what am I still doing in LA 
Um, and it was definitely an insecurity of mine. And I also, I think about Moet, like Moet has like, um, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend group is really, really tight knit. Like they do everything together. They party together. They go on trips together. Um, they're just like, they're tight. And whenever, sometimes I'll ask her to hang out. She's like, oh, we're we're hanging out like with those friends. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. Like you, and I was, I told him like, dude, like that's so cool that you have this go-to friend group. I don't have like the go-to friend group. And it bothered me for probably like the first few years, like out of college. I think now with Barry and like feeling so comfortable being with him, that is like how I found like the inner peace to like shut out all the noise from like seeing what my friends are doing and like wishing that I was like that because I feel like when we're just hanging out at home, like I'm so content with like his company that I, I don't have that, that nagging feeling of like, I should be doing something else. But by saying that you're saying that you achieve that inner peace because you have Barry now, which isn't a bad thing, but it requires another, another person. person. That's so true. I do think it's possible to do that without, without having someone else there. Um, I think sometimes I achieve that inner peace and sometimes when I'm alone, I think about, oh my God, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> because, because you're I've, so comfortable. Yeah. And I'm not putting myself out there for the world to even know I exist. I'm literally mm-hmm. sitting on my couch at home by myself, you know? Yeah. But the one kind of way that I've combated that is by saying, okay, well, I like being alone, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I have to sit in this house alone. All the time. Like I can yeah. go to a coffee shop and do and work be alone. alone. I can go to a workout class alone. Mm-hmm. I can take an art class alone and I will feel productive in my alone time because I'm still learning and growing, mm-hmm. but I'm also alone. Yeah, that's Like I true. don't need to be hyper and chatting people up because right. I do have a social battery mm-hmm. that, that does need to be recharged. Yeah. And now that you're saying that, like, like talking about like being home alone and stuff like that, I do think so much of the work that was put into that I do feel okay with Barry was when I was at home alone for three months, like when, and Barry wasn't there. Right. And like, I had no desire to go out and like do things with people. Like I, I I did it kind of unwillingly. I knew I needed to get out if my family was going out for dinner or something, which is like, very low commitment like I don't need to try very hard with my family but like I feel like so much of the work was put in when I was alone and if I didn't have Barry Mm. like I think it would have been really hard but I still don't think I would have been jealous the same way that I was of my friends that were like out and about and like doing things you know why do you feel like that then if it's not because of Barry I think it was literally forced I because I was forced to be with myself and my own thoughts for mm. so long in my I felt like it was a long time for three months like just having no friends nearby because yeah. I went home um just like a few family members that would like check in and stuff but the I think I I learned how to be okay if I was just me did you ever worry during this time alone that it would be just you for a long time I think I accepted it that it would be. I was like, yeah, this is just how it's going to be. And even when we moved back to LA and I moved in with Barry and stuff, like I didn't want to see anyone. 
Like I have declined every, almost every invitation to do stuff unless it was with like really close friends and it was planned far in advance so I could mentally prepare to be around other people. Sometimes I feel like even if I mentally prepare on the day, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you really, the only way is just to force yourself. I know. There's and I no had to do that. Way. Yeah. Um, but okay. This kind of reminded me of what we were talking about before when you were saying how you have some people reaching out to you to hang out mm-hmm. and you just don't want to hang out with them. Yeah. 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 And I asked you why. Mm-hmm. And I think your answer was something along the lines of like, there's just no value add there or Mm -hmm. like there, but I, you, I think you should explain that. I think it, I, during that time of like being alone and like figuring out like where I wanted to spend my time, like, because I had, I felt I had so little space, brain space to like carry on conversations with people. I wanted to make sure I gave as much attention to the people that I loved and like I wanted to spend time with like my best friends my closest friends right so if and that meant point to me (laughs) (laughs) so that meant I needed to then take energy I would have put towards people like more acquaintance friends or like people I don't see very often and reallocate that to like my closer circle so it was a lot of like reprioritizing I think and having to have tough conversations with people that I would have normally hung out with and it would have been fine to be I I'm not going to be able to hang out with you for like a while like the place that I'm at in my life right now I need to like really focus on my friends that are I'm very close with and my family and that's it so I had to have a couple of those talks which sucked now that but. you're explaining it to me, I think it makes sense though. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. at first when you were saying this, I was like, but why can't you just do it? Mm-hmm. Like why, why can't you just for one time every mm-hmm. few months meet up with this person? Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's like that um, math example mm. of fractions or something. I don't know where you have a whole piece of the pie, like uh-huh. one pie, right? Yeah. And you're going to have to divide it a certain way. Yeah. And if you give like this percentage of your pie to one person, Mm -hmm. then that's automatically taking away from the person that you actually wanted to give that pie to. Exactly. And you can't just like make more of the pie. There's only one. Only one. And that makes sense to me now because Mm -hmm. then now you have to choose. And I think that's part of being in your late 20s adults where – you're yeah. reprioritizing, but mm-hmm. then you're also thinking about friendships where you have to be okay losing those friends. Yeah. That's what's hard is the cutting off. It's not even cutting off. It's just like a natural, the ebb and flow of like friendships. You're, you're growing apart from each other. Yeah. And you have to accept that versus trying and trying and trying to smush yourselves back together because mm-hmm. you're different. Yeah. And I also think about it like it's a huge disservice to my close friends if I'm taking that time away from them, right? Because that makes so much sense. I'm not going to be as like maybe alert. I'm not going to be as like energized to see them because I'm using up a lot of that energy that I used to allocate to them to like other people. And it'd be like, okay, let's say I went out to dinner with like that friend, right? That wants to hang out. And this friend is like an acquaintance. I don't see them very often. If I choose to hang out with them that night, maybe I wouldn't be able to get that edit out to you for the pod. Maybe I wouldn't be able to like work on the outline that night. And it makes our friendship suffer. 
and there's no, you're not even benefiting from it. Yeah. I think that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And another thing would be, and I know we talk about how we don't care about what other people think, but like, if let's say I didn't know the context to you hang out with this person that you haven't hung out with in years Mm -hmm. or months. And I'm like, why is Emily choosing to hang out with that person over me mm-hmm. where we spend every week together yeah. and she keeps saying no to me? Mm-hmm. I would feel really That's hurt. true. You should have felt hurt earlier when I was telling you about like, oh, like I'm hanging out with them and it, you know, whatever. But you were, om- you were like, egging me on like, you should like, why don't you want to go? I don't know, man. Like, you should I go. I, <laughs> where I'd rather, you know, make sure that I'm spending more time with you or spending more time with Barry or like. Moet or like whatever you know that's what I really want to prioritize anyways I'm too <laughs> nice <laughs> okay <laughs> but I agree with you like mm-hmm. I didn't even think about any of that when you were telling me the story yeah until now mm-hmm. since we went on this big long tangent like going back to like the meat of the episode which is all about like comparisons and stuff um when I was talking to Barry about Something, I mean, if I'm talking about comparing myself to people, I'm probably telling Barry, like, oh my God, like this person looks so good. Like, yeah. I wish I looked like them. I asked him, like, what do you think I'm missing from like my list of things I wanted to talk about today? And he said, I think you should talk about the way that you use instant gratification um, or validation from friends to like ease your insecurities. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said, it's like, it's the way that everyone does it. It's the way that, you know, you post a, a selfie of yourself on, on Instagram, hoping to get a like or two, um, to ease any like self-loathing. Right. Or like, I think I did that when I was posting on TikTok a lot on my personal account. Like if I could oh. get like a lot of people liking like the outfit that I put on that day, like maybe it would make me feel less bad about the way that I actually felt like I looked. And like seeking validation from people online or seeking validation from people that I know, like sending a photo to you and be like, does this look good? Like, do you think this looks good on me? Um, it's all of it is a huge bandaid for the deeper problem, which is like seeking validation, like within yourself. Enlightenment that I have not reached <laughs> or I don't think I'll ever reach, but it's something that I want to keep thinking about. I didn't even think about that. Because I feel like it feels so second nature until yeah. you brought up that Barry brought that up. Because <laughs> yeah. immediately when I was thinking about my acne, the mm-hmm. first thing I did was text you. Yeah. Hoping that maybe I would say something that would make you feel like a little bit better about right. it. And I think we, I, I mean, for me at least, the way, reason why I do that is because I know myself Mm -hmm. so whatever I tell myself is subjective yeah but if I ask someone from the outside yes then it becomes objective yes because Mm -hmm. they might see something that I don't see but they also know me at the same time they can take everything into account Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why I ask for validation but then thinking more about it that means that I don't trust myself enough to be right yeah it's really true. I don't trust myself either for the way I look. I and, and on that same vein, like I was going through some old photos from like, I think high school. And I looked at a photo of me. I was in like in a bikini. I remember like wearing it that day and feeling really fat. And like just, I didn't love the way that I looked. And I posted it hoping for validation. And I remember just feeling super insecure about it back then. And I looked at it like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, I look great. <laughs> 
right? Like how, the trust, where, the trust is like gone from myself, like at that moment, right? How I have no did idea. that growth happen though? Where you're like, oh wow, I look great from like. No, but I, I don't even think it's growth. I think it's like looking at myself at that point in time, I didn't trust myself so much that I thought I looked really bad. I still do that with my current body today and I still don't oh. trust myself on the way I look today, but seeing what I looked like back then, it's, I, I'm like, oh my You're God. You're objective now. Yeah. Kind of. I can, I'm, I can be, I guess, objective about who I was in high school, but I'm still not able to do it like with how I look now. I feel like maybe it is all relative then because mm-hmm. you're comparing your yourself, your past self with your current yeah. self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. It, it's not good <laughs> either way. No. I think all to say, like, I think what you said earlier is a really good way to end of like, we might not have all the answers, but I find that when influencers talk about their insecurities, when you and I talk about our own insecurities with each other, it makes me feel a little bit better that I even have any at all. So I hope that that helps someone else, I guess, feel a little bit more like you're not alone in feeling some of these horrible, horrible thoughts. I think it's also really in you saying that what I said, (laughs) 10% right there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think when you told me about like the way that you looked at me or Mm. compared yourself to me Mm -hmm. and then I realized what I compare myself to you about Mm -hmm. that helped me as psychotic as I might sound I was like wow Emily doesn't see me the way I see myself Mm -hmm. and Emily also doesn't see herself the way (laughs) I see her yeah which is crazy Mm -hmm. But then also helpful. Like at that point, when you said that, I kind of just dropped it. I don't know why, but it just helped to know. We're all more similar maybe as women. I don't know. Men don't do this, but we're all more similar than I think that we realize at the end of the day. Yeah. And hearing about all our insecurities, not all our insecurities. I mean, I we can go, we could go on. on. We could have a whole episode on yeah. that. But, but I, I hope, we hope that mm-hmm. hearing about some of the things that we think about and compare ourselves to. Mm-hmm normalizes comparisons that's that's really all there is to it yeah would love to hear any um advice that you guys have on how you deal with your own insecurities and maybe we can add that to our (laughs) repertoire of things that we do to help ourselves (laughs) 